Good evening, Patriots. And it's Thursday, December 30th. And we're here at Fishers of Men. And I'm just going through an article right now that we're going to talk a little bit about tonight, just from a Chinese perspective on what they're going through. We're all dealing with the same tyranny. And I think that's one thing we have to really start to embrace is these elites, every one of them, which deserves to hang from a noose, are literally enjoying themselves as they torture humanity and put us all through suffering. And I, the one thing that we have in strength that we have to share in commonality across the globe is that relationship to Christ. And we know that that's part of what the elites fear the most is the awakening of the love in Christ. Because with that, there is no authority that we're submissive to except to God, and they hate that. So we'll get to that in just a moment. Thefoundersbible.com, thefoundersbible.com. You can use your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S, at checkout in the coupon section. It's really the Bible for our time. It's an NASB 1995 edition. It has all of the founding documents in it from our founding fathers. I shouldn't say all, but many. And it's the way it's interworked, and you can take a look at it on the site. It's a beautiful composition of a Bible. We're able to really witness and experience how our founding fathers were using Scripture as a living language. And it's something to learn from and something really to hold dear. They were profoundly taken by the Word, and that was what was guiding the foundations of our nation, particularly the drafting of the Declaration of Independence. And so it's worth having a copy of this, especially if you're homeschooling or you're gonna, if you just want a legacy Bible in your home. There is a, I don't think there's a better book to have in your home if you're homeschooling by the way it's it's a it's lessons built right in so anyway head over to thefoundersbible.com use your bards code b-a-r-d-s for 20 percent off expedition coffee x-p-e-d expedition coffee is the home of the bards nation coffee you can check that out that's a coffee designed for your health your mental focus and your overall well-being it's a fantastic product it's principally the only coffee i drink now even though I still do roast my own sometimes. But as a main body coffee, this is it. it it's basically a, the coffee that gives you all the things you need to stay focused, mentally agile and strong all day long. And on that, you're going to find all sorts of other products, all part of a complete health system to help reclaim our health sovereignty. Those include the Gut Health Triad to help heal and seal your gut, Immune XP to boost your immune system based on pine cone extract. You have Earth, which is a whole body supplement in a powder form, mix it with water, drink it like a shake once a day, and Pure 47, which is a refined silver extract, which can isolate all sorts of pathogens, including the full range of SARS-CoV viruses. All of that product line I've brought on, partly designed by Dr. Eric Naputi, who you've heard on this show a number of times, and the intention of that is to have a product line that people can have to keep themselves healthy, rebuild the strength of their immune system, especially in a time when everything that's being done is designed to break us down. And these products are designed to build us up and to free us from the tyranny which they're putting us under. And that's basically a medical tyranny. Finally, mypillow.com forward slash Bards is the homepage for Bards Nation. Many thanks to all of you for the continued support of MyPillow to give us that honor of having our own page on the MyPillow site. And to be honest with you, it's, it's fundamental to our own health, which is a good night's sleep. And I don't exaggerate when I tell you that I think that the products that 
are offered by MyPillow are absolutely fundamental and essential to a good night's sleep. I've used them now for months. I've never slept better. The pillows, the sheets, the comforter, the slippers, they're all part of a just a health system that I have in my own life. So I would highly recommend checking those out. Your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You can use that promo code anywhere on the MyPillow site, anywhere on the Frank Speech site, anywhere on the MyStore site. And there's hundreds of products there. So just go over and check that out. Great products, great savings with your BARDS code, B-A-R-D-S. And as you do, when you when as you know, when you do that, you're supporting a CEO who is a patriot, fights for liberty, spends tens of millions of dollars for this nation to help secure the election, and he's got Christ in his heart. I can't think of a better arrangement. If we had 300 of Mike Lindell's, we wouldn't be in the process in the issue we are today. So as always, our dollars are the real vote, and I say vote with our dollars with the right types of things. So there you go. Now I have a, a little bit of a teaser coming, but um, there's going to be a lot more news on this, and I'll kind of tease it up a little more tomorrow night, but we're getting ready in the next month or two to launch an exclusive Bards product line for clothing, T-shirts, hats, sweatshirts. Finally is coming about, and there's a great story behind it, but be prepared. You're going to really like the stuff. And the best part is all the printing is going to be done in-house, so we're not outsourcing it, so it's really good. And we're working with an all-American-made company, so we're really happy about this. So this is starting to come together, and it's going to be really good. And uh, there's some great story that goes with that that I'll share with you as we get a little closer. So I want to read a little bit. This is um, Xi'an province is in lockdown right now. And it's really, a, it's, a, it's a really sad to hear this. And I, I'm, you know, we talk a lot about China. And China is obviously the evil ogre. But I, I think that we need to really put things in perspective the Chinese government, which is specifically the CCP, is the enemy. It's not China. It's the CCP. And they are the ones that are being basically run by the Han dynasty, which are just as bad as Nazis. And that in turn is being, they're tied in with the central bankers and the global elite, all for the purpose of trying to shift the way humanity functions. They have no problem sacrificing their own people. And let's never forget that. I mean, we have all sorts of issues going on in China about the extermination of Muslims, extermination of Christians, and extermination of Fulan Gong. And that's going on in their government there. And I have been hard and continue to be hard on the lack of response or willing to accept that reality by the Chinese. But in fairness, if as I criticize them, we're going to have to also face the fact that we've got millions of mindless drones walking around here taking the shot and saying things like, if you don't take the shot, we need to arrest you. So we've got our same level of idiocy going on in our own country. But I just want to read this to you real quick, and then we'll continue on. But here, this article reads, this, is, by the way, is in Zero Hedge, it's, which Zero Hedge I was used to follow a lot, and I went away from it for a while. I'm back again to doing a lot of reading on Zero Hedge. It's a really good news aggregate site. Heavy on economic news, by the way. As the lockdown in Xi'an continues through the, its second week, 13 million residents are getting a taste of what life was like 
for the millions in Wuhan who suffered through the city's 70-day lockdown back in the spring of 2020. Xi'an has counted more than 1,000 cases with none confirmed to be Omicron. China has found some Omicron cases in Shanghai and other southern parts of the country. As a result, the city has been on total lockdown with people only allowed to leave once every few days to buy essential goods like groceries. According to a report in the Saishin Business Journal, many are struggling to buy groceries as city life grinds to a halt. Residents in the capital of Shanxi province have been told since Monday to stay at home unless they need to be out for a nucleic, nucleic, nucleic acid testing the city, home is to, the city, home to almost 13 million residents, went into total lockdown December 23rd with movement of the people curtailed and risk areas sealed amid a growing Delta outbreak traced to a December 4th flight from Pakistan. The city has ordered a total number of 1,137 locally confirmed cases between December 9th and December 29th. Desperate residents have taken to social media to complain about online food orders, a a last resort for many that have gone undelivered. Local authorities since Tuesday night started mobilizing districts to deliver free food to residents in sealed areas, but a large number of people still face difficulties in procuring daily necessities. Meanwhile, residents are also affected by disruptions in health services. Shen Wee's wife, who is in four months pregnant, felt abdominal pain on Saturday, but their community didn't have designated vehicles for medical purposes, so they had to improvise and find their own treatment. But now it's not possible to get approval to go out at all, etc. And it goes on. I just want to be clear that I, I I realize that this is China, but this is what they intend for everybody if we don't make a hard stand. And the part is that we need to stop, we need to encourage and continue to be the example of defiance, not compliance. If there's one theme that has to be pushed through in this coming year, it is defiance. These people have no intent of stopping and they find it absolutely comical of what we can do. There is an, a piece, and I'll play it tomorrow night on Fisher's. And it's, it's a clip from this new movie, Matrix. And essentially, I'm going to highlight it tonight because essentially what it says is that they understood how to control people. And they tell you the truth right in the film. And it's not truths that control people. It's fictions. And they go on to mock how stupid people are for believing in the fictions that are presented to them. And I think that that's a, it's a hard red pill to accept. Every single one of us at some point has found ourselves believing in fictions. And this is where our pivot into our relationship with Christ and our deep belief in faith is so critical. And it is so important to remember that that is biblical and it's scriptural to defy. Matthew 21 12 to 13, and Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, it is written, my house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. 
And of course, we know that he also pulled out a whip. In the last last night, I was doing, and I actually talk about this in tomorrow night's interview with Brad Cummings, which is another great thing. Tomorrow night, we're going to have Brad Cummings on. Looking forward to that. It's a really nice New Year's show, so I encourage you to tune in. But I, I will be honest, we were exchanging texts and we were talking about this new movie, the, the Matrix. And part of this film, which is this prom- promoting of the integration of humanity with this sort of biosynthetic beings, it had me in a rage last night. And I, I mean this. I was seriously, like, pissed off. And I found that unusual I mean, I'm, I don't usually get that angry over stuff, but this one really struck a chord with me, and I don't know why. It was, a, it was a film. It's a fictional film. It's science fiction on top of it. But there was a truth in it that it really got me angry. And I prayed on this a lot. I was like, God, you know, here I am. I'm getting angry over a film. But this is what came to me, and I think this is why I, this, this ultimately is why I want to share this, is I was reminded of this passage of Matthew 21, 12 to 13. And really what settled on my heart was this. It's that we can be angry. We should be angry at times. It's the question of what is your focal point of your anger? Is it vengeance or is it righteousness? And I and what I was angry about it is from a standpoint of righteousness. I was infuriated at this point that here we were being sold this line of garbage And unfortunately, that line of garbage is endemic to the MAGA model. And that's what really kind of got under my skin. It's like, you know, I supported the MAGA model. And I wasn't paying enough attention to the details. And I wasn't paying enough attention to the industrial 4.0, which is the fourth fourth industrial revolution. And I wasn't paying enough attention to all the pieces coming together with transhumanism. I was talking about each one of them, but I wasn't bringing it together. And I wasn't putting it as a focal of this voice of make America great again. And foolishly, I was kind of going back and overlooking this rise of the technoculture. Here's the thing. This technoculture isn't exclusive to a Luciferian side of transhumanists and, and baby sacrificing crazies. This concept of a future of a transhumanism and where we are headed is part of the two faces of the same party. They all want to force humanity into this existence where AI and transhumanism and people are all together. Now, one side is massively extreme, and that's the personified by the Fochi and the Klaus Schwab. They're massively extreme. But you have another side that is just basically saying, we're going to go there anyway, but let's get, let humanity decide, and we'll tolerate those that don't want to do it until they die off. And by the way, we'll also just limit what services they can have. That is in the MAGA model. And as tough as that may be as a red pill to take, that's truly what is going on here. And if you doubt what I'm saying, because you feel that I'm stepping on Trump or stepping on some righteous ground of MAGA, dig into the policies that have been signed. Look at the EOs. Look at where the money was going. Always follow the money. And the point of this is what we start to find out is that we were played. 
whether we like it or not, and whether it was a playing, to, a playing of real deceit or really with an intention of trying to do better for humanity, those two are a fine line on this topic because either way, a small group of people have decided that our destiny must include this hybridization of humanity. And I'm saying, no, it doesn't have to include that. That's the bipolar world. And I have no intention of playing their bipolar game. It's ridiculous. We, we're not in a binary world. We're in a multiplicity of choices in this world where we can literally choose because God has an infinite number of solutions to things. But we have been channeled into this either or solution. Either you choose Biden or you choose Trump. Either you choose Republican or you choose Democrat. And what they're really telling you in the, in the, as they snicker behind the scenes is you either choose us or you choose us. And then they laugh and you're like, these fools really believe us that there's two faces to the same party. That's how they play us. And they've done that by slowly over the time restricting how we see the world, controlling our realities, and making a very effective campaign of dumbing everybody down. Here's the thing. I choose neither. And I've said this now for a number of months. You've heard me. And when I said I stepped out of the matrix, I literally made a commitment to God. Just like, I'm done with this. Now guide me. I'm going to stumble, but I'm guide me. But I am done playing their stupid game. So when you hear me say, and I am legitimate when I say this, that I'm out here saying next presidential election, I am not voting for federal and I'm not going to waste my time with a vote for state. I will do a write-in for president and it will be Jesus Christ. That's it. Other than that, my focus will be on local elections to actually participate in them. But the rest of this game is so rigged, it's I'm not going to give them the energy that it would take or the credence credibility for me to participate in what they're doing. We have to start understanding that we're at war. And by war, they are waging war on this. This is, you know, another topic to this point is taxes. I encourage every single person to file a a deferment on taxes. And not one, but two. We, and, and do everything within your power to pay as little as possible. Now, if you want to do more than that, I can't legally advise you. But I can tell you that the taxes are being used to weaponize the system against us. So as long as they get their money, they are building their weapon systems to use against us. I mean, we're seeing this week, Department of Homeland Security is now putting out a request for bids, an RFI, which is a request for information, RFIs are sent out to industry for a new level of tracking and digital technology to track people and to track all personality types in this master grid program. I don't care who you are. As president, this machine has one intention, which is to make a global digital prison. Today they announced that for the first time ever, a man who has had can't speak anymore, can't write anymore, has now been able to do the first tweet with brainwaves. Not exaggerating. And he did it with a brain chip. And how did they implant the brain chip? They did not implant it in his brain. They injected it in his jugular. This technology is here, and you're going to hear, they're going to sell it with things like that. You're going to say, look at the great things we did for this man who was unable, who was suffering from a disease and an ailment that was preventing him from functioning in the normal way. He couldn't write. He couldn't speak. So now we've been able to wire him up through the, the, this brain implant 
and he can now tweet with his thoughts. That's fallen technology. And I'm telling you right now, this is literally the pathway to hell. Once they start to get this stuff in people, you they're pulling you deeper and deeper into their trap and their matrix. You're never going to leave. And there's many, many people that want this. They want this capability to literally not have to take the time to learn to write, not worry about their cursive or penmanship, not learn how to type. They just want to be able to think their thoughts and get it done. Everybody is that falls in this trap is falling in the trap of convenience. And that is not how God put us on this earth. Not for convenience. Our life was supposed to be one of work and trial. The experiences that we're taking in this physical body form us in a spiritual sense. So you can see that in the, the ultimate trap is you do less and less. They do more and more for you and your spiritual growth becomes less and less. <laughs> it's a nice little trap and it's not going to play out well in the testimony before God at the end. What did you do? I said, what else did you do? I thought, and well, I did a lot of thinking but I did a lot of writing with my thinking. I didn't do much, but I sat a lot and I thought a lot. And I thought that was a good thing because that way I could play more video games. And it's like literally like I created you to be a lazy butt on the couch to play video games and to think and do nothing like, and how did you eat? Well, I had my food delivered. Oh, and what else did you do? Um, I played in meta had a fun time. It was pretty cool. I, I was able to make myself look like a lion one day and a panther in another. I mean, this is the sort of insanity we're dealing with here, right? And so we literally have to take a step back and realize our purpose. And it's not going to be one that's going to be easy, but we have to model it. And that's where I look to this amazing rise of of all of us in this group, we would call the remnant. And I think it's an appropriate title. I mean, I've had people tell me, you'd realize the remnant is not real. And I'm like, actually, I realize it's very real. And if you don't like it, then like go somewhere else. I don't really care. You know, I mean, it's like the remnant's real. Sorry. I'm sorry. You don't like it. We're here. We're living proof of it because that mass and sea of stupid out there is taking the injection and trying to get on its knees to bow down to the powers of tyranny. That's not why we are here. That's not even why what we're about. I mean, our, our most important document, patriots, is not the Constitution. And that may be hard to accept for some, but there's only one document that is truly ours. The rest of those documents end up being tied up with contractual agreements with England, the attempt to give us a few rights to protect ourselves from tyranny, which is the First and Second Amendment and the Tenth Amendment, but in the end, the real true document, the sense of who we are and what we were intended to be as a nation, the only document that if I'm going to swear an oath to, which is that's a slippery slope anyway from a Christian point of view in relationship with God, but if I'm going to put my commitment to an, a document, it's not going to be the Constitution because the Constitution's a function of our founding fathers, corporate, not our founding fathers, I'm sorry, of our current government's corporate entity. The real document that our founding fathers gave us is the Declaration of Independence. And 
he goes so brilliantly in that second paragraph how clearly it is written as to what our country is about. First sentence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This wasn't a time when creator meant, well, I don't know what the creator means. Maybe it's a an ethereal, ethereal space being that comes in a galactic federation ship. It has nothing to do with that garbage. The creator was one thing. The creator in this epoch in history when our founding fathers were there was God Almighty and through Christ Jesus is how we got there. That is in their own writings. So it's very clear what they were pointing at, that God gave us these rights, these unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which then establishes God on the throne above us all. So we are the first nation in the history that we know of, of man, whatever history is there, we are the first and only nation that we ever know of that literally put God on the throne above the nation and above its all people. That is an incredible gift. And that's what we're fighting for. So we must focus truly on what we are given, not the, don't get into the intricacies. You can, if you want to, but the constitution is a strange thing in the way it ends up being, because the true commitment to God is in the declaration of independence. So from there, it goes on to say that to secure these rights, so to secure them, God's given them to us as he is the, he's the theology, it's a theological monarchy. God has given us these rights. Here you go, people. And then it is said then that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, meaning there is a governance that is now created by men to make sure that the rights given to us by God are preserved and secured, deriving their powers, their just powers, from the consent of the governed which now means in the structure of things, the theological monarchy sits above us with God on the throne. Underneath that is us, us people, that God has said, here you go, now you can create a government under me. And that government will be subordinate to you. And by the way, everybody, Everybody is subordinate to God, including government. Now, we know that is not the way things are working right now. There is no way that this even mirrors this. We, we look at or reflects this. It, in fact, is probably a mirror is a good example because the Luciferians always do things in inversion and a mirror inverts things. So what they have done is they have flipped this and they have literally put God at the bottom of the tier and even gone so far as to kick God to the curb, and they have put themselves on the throne above the people, and they have demanded that the people worship them. That is not the way our Declaration of Independence was drafted, and it was not the way this country was intended. And this is our first formal document of what governance looks like. It's a powerful document, and it's one that I'm encouraging everybody in this year, in the year of 2022, make sure you have a hard copy of it very soon. Don't waste time, even if you have to print one out on the web. And take time, and I'm, I'm challenging you to do this. Take time once a week to read it. Let it set in. Take 30 minutes. It takes 20, 30 minutes if you're a slow reader. It takes about 15 minutes if you're a fast reader. But read it. 
take time to absorb what this, I have read this document so many times and every time it gives me something. It's a powerful document. And when we tie that into faith, we really begin to get a beautiful image of what our country could be and was intended to be. This document then becomes our guiding principle in, and where I'm going to be focusing this year, it is our guiding document as we reset this nation and fight for our local communities to stand up and be right again. I just saw this, someone just posted this, and I so agree with this comment, so I'm going to share it. Write it out in your own handwriting. Absolute truth. And I'll challenge you even further. If you really want to be challenged, because I've done this, I, and I do do this because I love this, Get yourself a quill pen, not a ballpoint pen, not a felt pen. Get yourself an ink quill pen. They're not expensive. Get yourself some ink. You can fill the cartridge and take time to scribe it out and work on your penmanship. Patriots, this is an important piece because this is a formal way of reinforcing learning, but it's also the art and beauty of expressing words. I'm big on this. I, there is a book that I wrote years ago. It did not get published, to be honest with you. I'm glad it didn't because it really wasn't very good. But here's my point. It did. It was accepted for publication, and then ultimately the, the publisher kicked it out. This is in the 90s. But here's the point. It's, I wrote that entire book by hand. This is before we had all of our fancy word processors. I wrote that entire book by hand with a quill pen, and then transposed it into a typing in by typing it, and then sent the type manuscript into the publisher. That's how things used to be done. But there is a really, really great process in that because you you're connected a lot with the word and how it expresses. So I agree with this. But take time to learn the Declaration of Independence. It's one of our most important documents, and it's and I. I really put this document before us with a lot of reverence because it truly does establish God above us all as we intend. It isn't in God we trust smacked on our money as we buy and spend with fiat money. This is truly the meat and bones of our country as it should be. And that meat and bones is that God has given us the inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and then granted us the right to form a government to protect those rights. And just think about those words in itself because to secure these rights, governments are instituted. In other words, governments are created to secure these rights. Tell me what our government does to secure our rights, and I'll, I'll answer you that one. Just save you the time. Nothing. They are always fighting amongst themselves in this karaoke theater, literally, or kabuki theater, even worse, of trying to seem like they're defending something and they're always trying to maneuver in a way to take it away. Everything is extractive with them. We don't have a government representative out there advocating for us. Nobody. And that has to be really accepted as one of the harsh truths. That's why this week I began the show with The Colony. That was Monday. And it was intentional. So I wanted to kind of lay a foundation for this whole week series leading to tomorrow night's show with Brad Cummings, which is going to be talking about the way ahead in 2022. And it's, I think you'll very much enjoy that conversation as I know that many enjoyed the conversation tonight with Dr. Larry Pilevsky about 
what it is that it really gives us power, which is experience, and experience gives us the power to change. But we're not in a formal country. We really never were, thanks to the sellout by John Jay, who was our first Supreme Court justice, when he literally negotiated the treaty with the UK after, or I should say renegotiated the treaty after the Revolutionary War, they gave the British preferred trade status over us. Sounds like China, doesn't it? Same thing. And then allowed the British, he was part of the group that allowed the British to mandate that we had to be on the gold standard when we had set up our own currency based on land. This whole game began in of putting us into this colonial state and trying to strip away our rights began right from the beginning from the elite. There was a group of the elite that didn't want to let go. They were the royalists. But those that put that heart and soul into the Declaration of Independence gave us a vision and gave us tools to fix it. And this is where it gets really important and why this document ultimately is such an important document to comprehend and to follow. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. We are here, by the way. Whether you like it or not, we are at that point. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. It is our right It is our duty. And how can that be proclaimed? Because we're we're sitting under the throne of God in this design of government. And if we're allowing a tyranny to take over, we're allowing a tyranny to set itself between the throne of God and us. Do you realize how significant that is in the structure? This document was written truly as it almost, the way I read it was when you go through this, it will go down and it says, The history of the present king of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having in a direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over the states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to the candid world. This is now a justification, literally in the format of this document. This is a justification as if speaking to God saying, here we are. You have given us these rights, these unalienable rights, We as men have finally realized that we are under a despotism and it is our right and duty to overthrow this government. But let us be clear on what this documentation is to prove this so that there's no question that we are within the right and righteousness of our choice to throw off this tyranny. We are here. This is the the responsibility that we have as people to stand up and to take action to take our country back. We are not going to go storming D.C. We already found out how well that worked. And I'm going to be honest. I mean, this is, to me, another part of this big sellout. Trump tells everybody to go home, and then a bunch of people get arrested, and doop, silence. I mean, we have people that are sitting there incarcerated now for almost a year for being patriots swept up by the FBI and called terrorists. That is a tyranny. So when we get into further down in this document, this is what we, this is again an echoing of the past that now echoes into the present. This line here. Nor have 
nor have we been wanting in attention to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. Remember, England was over us at that time, but many were legally still part of the empire, still part of the United Kingdom. They had families there. This continues. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations, which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. Those lines are completely applicable today to this COVID nonsense. Families divided, we have been appealing to these families, we've been saying to them over and over, and friends, don't participate in the tyranny, and this again is what they were doing the same, and then this this is where this gets really important. And it says this. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and the consanguinity. We must therefore acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war and peace, friends. Patriots, we're in war. And whether we like it or not, those that are now standing on the side of tyranny are not standing with us. And there is no inconsistency biblically from this. We, have, we live in our acceptance of this pact, this contract, is that this Declaration of Independence, if we're going to follow this as I do, we are in allegiance with God on the throne above us. If people are going to push God aside and take an allegiance to Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, and whatever other tyrannies, they are no longer part of the country that I'm fighting for. That literally takes us back to Matthew 21, 12 to 13. And Jesus entered the temple and drove out all who sold and bought in the temple, and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. He said to them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but you make it a den of robbers. Our country was built on the principle of God on the throne above us, therefore it became a country or house of prayer by definition of that relationship. And we've allowed over time this inexorbent infiltration of evil to cut into our lives and to take a seat of the throne above us when in fact that seat was given to us, offered to us by God. We have every obligation now to fight and to overthrow this and to do it in the name of God Almighty. It is that simple. And that is driven by righteous indignation. It's not driven by hate. It's not driven by vengeance. It's not driven by any other emotion other than the righteousness to reset God on the throne above our nation. And that means action. Action doesn't mean muskets and charging with bayonets towards D.C. because that's not going to work out well. 
It means locally. It means taking back our communities. It starts it means defying the rules that the federal is trying to push down upon us. It means defying the rules that the state's trying to squeeze us on. It means taking the action locally to mobilize people, to get your homes secure, put God back in the center of our lives in all things. Work with your communities to get children out of these communist indoctrination camps, homeschooling them. Working with yourself and neighbors to ensure that everyone is growing some of their own food so that there's a local network that doesn't become dependent upon, that can separate itself from the dependence of the corporate food networks. It means working together to build alternate economies. That's right work. It means taking control of your health so you're not dependent upon the corporate pharmaceutical death model that's currently in our hospitals. It means informed action, which includes learning new skills, building information libraries and resource libraries in paper form, not digital, because they can wipe the digital out in a second. And it means to steward and conserve is your final pillar, which is stewarding what we have, conserving what we have, using it better. And with that, that means stewarding and conserving the expenditures of our monies to buy less and ultimately to use a currency that is properly derived, not based on the Babylonian money magic and the paper nonsense that we currently have. This is a path that sits before us. And it's our choice as we head into 2022. And for me, this is the only path that I can walk. I can't walk this other path of duplicity anymore. And yes, I'm still going to be participating to some degree in the old system. That's not, we're not at a point yet where we can 100% break. But everything I do is geared towards building a future and a building a next step that makes me less and less dependent upon them and more and more dependent if or codependent, co-relationship based on the patriots and the God-fearing members of this country that have coming together to realize that we have only one stance to make, and that's with God. Ephesians 5, 6 to 17. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good, right, and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. What perfect words for the time in which we live. So, patriots, let us awake. Let us rise. Let us now take that stand to push into this fight and go on the offensive. There's no more time to be mulling around and, oh, goodness, they're doing this or that to me. No, this is now time to take our communities back 
to make a commitment as we go into 2022 and to push into this fight in such a way. We are doing it with a Bible in hand and the sword of the spirit in the other, and we are going to take our communities back one house at a time. And we can do this. We can do this. And I know this, and I know that we'll win. And why do I know that we're going to win? Because God already has this, and we're walking with God. It's that simple. Christ at the front, God at our rear. I can't think of a better mix. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, as we sit here this evening, just a day away from what we declare to be our new year, we ask that you just give us that hope and that energy, that beautiful feeling within us, that pure love that only you can provide, that inspiration to be able to awake, to be able to stand now in a new stance as we head into this new year, a recommitment to the intimacy of relationship that we build with you, that recommitment of that walk of faith that we make, a recommitment to the, the focus of tearing down this tyranny, of working within our local communities, building the fellowship that we have, building our neighborhoods, refortifying our communities within the foundation of your love, being the example of salt and light, letting us walk this path so that others can recognize the joy, the glory, the beauty of what we have in our life, not by the things we have, but by the radiance of your love that comes from us. Lord, we just ask that you'll guide us in this time. Let us stand boldly in the communities. Let that speak bigger than our words, and yet also give us the words, Lord, to speak into this world with the passions of Scripture, the passion of the things that you give us to say, to awaken the many, to have their eyes opened, and to realize the glory that comes by living under you, to reset this nation one county at a time with you on the throne above us. We ask you to guide us, protect us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We've got this, but we have to make a commitment to it. So I challenge each and every one of you to make your commitment on whatever that looks like. It's a great time, and we, we can take this back. I'm not intimidated by these knuckleheads. They're just a bunch of babbling idiots that like to use threat and coercion. And it's like this. We know very well that we have been given dominion over them, and there's no question about that. And that's something to never, ever forget. Luke ten nineteen. Behold, I have given you authority to walk on snakes and scorpions and authority over all the power of the enemy. And nothing will injure you. Patriots, that has to be our passage for this year. Because this evil will not touch us. Luke ten nineteen. We will crush it. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. We have a beautiful walk ahead, and our prayers are central to everything we do. They are truly that rock and bedrock of everything we are. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And our trust in him has to get greater than we've ever given. We have to let go of those strings and attachments and everything to truly put our trust in God and say, Yes, Father. Yes, Father. Yes, Father. What a beautiful thing. 
God has got this, but God also has an intended purpose for each and every one of us that is here. It is a beautiful time to be alive. Let's embrace that glory. Let's face this challenge with open eyes and strong backs in an unwavering stance that nothing ever forces us to bow except our willfulness to bow before Father himself. I'll see you tomorrow night. Tomorrow night is our New Year's Eve show. Make sure and tune in. It'll be a wonderful show. It's with Brad Cummings and myself. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove That we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through Fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something To pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it now I can see it now
mind We run away sometimes